Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. Uh, what I do is read and interpret from the English version of the Hebrew Bible. Uh, give me a moment to get my Bible and I'll begin to read and interpret. I have a sermon too, so just uh, bear with me. Many people's heart is awake to the wrongs of the world. How many of us heart is awakened to the wrongs of the world, the injustices, the things not correct in the world, but yet the spiritual side is not responsive to living by the spiritual food they hear. So many of us hear the spiritual food from different religious organizations and even on television. But is our heart, does our heart heed God's warnings? They may hear the Lord's spiritual food knocking at the door, but do not listen. Someone tells you there's a bear outside, would you go outside and play with the bear? And that's the example I'm giving here. The same thing is with the spiritual food. They give spiritual food which tells you not to do something or to do something, and you do the reverse. Take in or act on it, but are blind. So people take in this knowledge, some of us, and act on it, but yet they're still blind. How is it that we are, excuse me, how is it that we are blind but actually take the spiritual food in is an example of the heart. Does the heart actually, I mean, you could do something just like a a person makes like he likes you, but they don't like you. They may act like they like you, but they don't actually like you. This is the example. As Solomon 5, 6, it says, their heart uh their heart is not guided by good. So if we don't have good guiding us in our heart, we're still subject to destruction, Armageddon Day. So we want to pray that good guides our heart. Because remember, the scripture says our heart is full of sin and wickedness. Things unclean. Just like the cup may be clean on the outside, but the inside is full of filthy things, the same thing applies to our hearts.
speaking his word through them. So remember, we want to, in in an effort to have our heart guided by good, we want to speak his word as often as possible. Because this becomes a part of us when we speak his word. And we learn to do and take it in our heart and our soul completely and stop sinning. At Proverbs 21:15, it says, A just person acting on his or her's just heart is a joy for righteous living people. So by acting justly on our heart, in our heart, we gain good, good uh, feeling for us, his help for us, and his his response towards our needs are met. So that means he provides sustenance for us. Proverbs 19.28 says, A worthless witness to the good news makes mocks at justice. So we don't want to be a worthless witness, someone who just knows the truth but just wants to lie and add on to the truth or make things up and have an unjust heart. Imagine a, a, a person sitting on a jury. What if this person just brings injustice to the courtroom? That means that person has no intent of actually giving an honest decision or honest opinion. He's delivering falsehood. And it is not a joy to good's heart. He doesn't have good's favor. Proverbs seventeen twenty two. Good medicine is having a heart from good without having low spirits that sap the strength of us trying to live by the Spirit. So good medicine is the the Hebrew Bible or the Bible. The Word of God is the medicine for us. A cure for sin, sin itself, and unrighteousness, wrongdoing, bad, Proverbs 7.25, we should not let our hearts to be sinful ways, no, excuse me, we should not let our hearts to her sinful ways, but continue to live by the Spirit. So we don't want to embrace the sinful ways of our wicked heart. We want to have a heart from good and pray for a heart from good, a righteous and just heart. Because alone by itself, we as children children are wicked themselves. They have the massive amount of sin in them. And we don't want to let the sin continue to grow as a child. We want to deter it. We want to take in spiritual food and become mature spiritual adults. We want to live by the Spirit. So from childhood on, our heart is sinful. 
But as an adult, we want to correct the heart by practicing the word of God and actually taking it in our heart and loving it and cherishing it. Proverbs 7.24 Children or spiritually immature persons should be taught good regulations while young or immature state of mind. So the state of mind of a child is immaturity towards the word of God. And which is immaturity, it grows, and the pains of sin grow with it. So we don't want an incorrect or imperfect body. We want to strive to do as good says to grow towards perfection. It's not that we're going to completely grow to a completely perfect person while here on earth, this first life. But yet in the next life, or for those who live to see Armageddon, live through Armageddon, they will grow to perfection. Psalms 40, verses 8 through 10. Doing good's will is a joy to a righteous person's heart. Living by the Spirit are righteous lives and not hiding it when under pressure, when under, excuse me, persecution by the perusion or better, <laughs> or better yet known, the religious clergy. So under persecution by other religions, or even if we work with them, or play with them, or even vacation with them, we want to stand our ground firmly in the ministry of work, to God's words, meaning we don't want to become shameful to speak God's name to other religious organizations or even to people on the street. Our daily lives should be filled with joy to be able to speak the word of God, the word of good. Zephaniah 3, verse 14 through 15. Rejoice and be happy, happy and joyful with all your body, soul, or heart, because good has removed sinful judgments against you and has expelled your enemies. So good, by being a righteous person or living a righteous life, living by the Spirit, Good removes judgments from you and expels your enemies from before your face. You no longer have a problem with the people of the world to an extreme degree. You may encounter some problems, but you don't have the extreme problems where good has to just give you the ability to endure those problems. All right, that is my my sermon for today, and now I'm going to Bible reading. We're at Deuteronomy chapter 24. 
Suppose a man marries a woman and consummates the marriage, but later finds her displeasing. Because he has found her offensive in some respect, he writes a divorce document, gives it to her, and sends her away from his house. She leaves his house, goes, and becomes another man's wife. But the second husband dislikes her and writes her again gives it to her and sends her away from his house, or the second husband whom she married dies. In such a case, her first husband, who sent her away, may take her again as his wife, because she is now defiled. It would be detestable to good and you are not to bring about sin in the land. Good your God has given you as your inheritance. If a man has recently married his wife, he is not to be subject to military service. He is to be free of external obligations and life at home for one year to make his new wife happy. No one may take a mill or even an upper millstone as collateral for a loan, because that would be taking as collateral the debtor's very means of sustenance. If a man kidnaps any of his brothers, fellow members of the community of Israel, and makes him his slave or sells him, that kidnapper must die. In this way, you will put an end to such wickedness among you. So we see on TV today, these children have been kidnapped and grown up and are cut free or found in their adult life. These kidnappers by the Torah or the Bible should be put to death as far as in the old days. When there is an outbreak of Tisserat, be careful to observe and do just what the Kohanim, who are Levium, teach you. Take care to do as I ordered them. Remember what good your God did to Mariam on the road after you left Egypt. When you make any kind of loan to your neighbor, you are not to enter his house to take his collateral. You must stand outside, and the borrower will bring the collateral outside to you. If he is poor, you are not to go to bed with what, with what he gave as collateral in your possession. Rather, you must restore the pledge item at sunset. Then he will go to sleep wearing his garment and bless you. This will be an upright deed of yours before good your God. You are not to exploit a hired worker who is poor and needy. 
So this is giving us an example of not to exploit or take advantage of the poor people. Whether one of your brothers or a foreigner living in your land, in your town, you are to pay him his wages the day he earns them. Before sunset, for he is poor and looks forward to being paid. Otherwise, he will cry out against you the good, and it will be your sin. So we don't want to knowingly, even unknowingly, commit sins, especially before good. Fathers are not to be executed for the children nor are children to be executed for the father, for the fathers. Every person will be executed for his own sin. Now, isn't this just and good for us that if our brother kills someone, we don't have to be killed for, for, the, for the people or person he killed? Or our mother or father commits a crime, and we don't have to be charged with that crime. But yet, there's a there's the thing with good. If you sin and you are an unrighteous person, you can bear, well, this was the old days, you could bear the sins of your forefathers until the presence of Yeshua. When Yeshua came along, we no longer had to bear the sins of others or the wrongs of others, the unrighteousness of others. You are not to deprive the foreigner or the orphan of the justice which is his due. And you are not to take a widow clothing as collateral for a loan. So imagine if that per, if it's a widow, she's lost her means of support already. So with a loan, and you come back and you take what little she has, her garments. How unrighteous is that? And how great is good to tell us not to do so? Rather, remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and good your God redeemed you from there. That is why I'm ordering you to do this, says Good. When harvesting the grain in your field, if you forgot a sheaf of grain there, you are now to go back and get it. It will remain there for the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow, so that good your God will bless you in all the work you do. So concerning food, it's actually telling us we should feed the poor, the orphan, the widow, even the slave. When you beat your olive tree, you are not to go back over the branches again. The olives that are left will be for the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow. So this is actually telling us if we have a farm, everything is not to be gathered but some left for the poor, the foreigner. Those aliens who are in your country who don't have any means of support. 
Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. That is why I'm ordering you to do this as good. So remember this, that we are to do good's will as if he actually was standing right there among us. Where We are to remember the Father that way, and we are to cherish the Father that way, his presence. We are to put trust and faith in our Father as if he were there right by our side walking along with us, even clothed with us. All right, that is my, it for my ministries today. So I'm going to say a prayer and be leaving you. Good, I petition you for the deliverance of the brothers, their faith, their trust, including mine, from Satan and his demons, to cast out the demons from amongst us, to keep us clean, pure, and holy, to relieve us of our sins and to deliver and accept our, our bid for our bid and asking for forgiveness. I ask you, God, that you aid and assist us and keep a watchful eye over us and protect us. Take us under your wing. In the name of Yeshua, amen.